These are women willingly, willingly around the highways and byways of Monty Piper. I'm Christopher, and this is the Mrs. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Now, tonight, Fiona, you had a realistic view of what it was like to stumble across Monty Python's Flying Circus. I was gazooped. Gazumped. Gazooped. You were gazooped. I was led down a dark... Not the highways and byways of bikes to come to a dark dead end by you, <laughs> you trickster. I did. I suggested to Fiona that instead of doing our podcast as we would normally do, we would watch a film. And we began to watch the film, The Black Eagle. Mm. And then after quite a long time, mm-hmm. it turned out that it was actually the beginning of an episode of Munch Python's Flying Circus. I wasn't happy. You weren't happy, were you? <laughs> I could feel your heart sink as John Cleese's desk hoved into view. <laughs> but that would have been what it would be like, playing with the form. I know you love me talking about playing with the form. <laughs> but. But. It started, it got me back on, on board. Right. With its first scene. Okay, oh, after the credits. Yeah, after the credits with with the, uh, first of all, a little snippet of Palin as a bad actor, which was quite funny. Oh, yes, um, in, the, in the tobacconist. In the tobacconist. Um, and then the Hungarian came in, which mm-hmm. is Cleese, mm-hmm. and um, was reading out of a translation book, but he obviously thought he was saying something. He was, in fact, saying rude things. Mm-hmm. It was quite funny. It was quite funny. Quite a, quite a well-known sketch, this. Is it? Yes. Like, I never open a, fr- a foreign phrase book without thinking that they're telling me to say dirty things. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, and it, but I did think, well, there was, yeah, I just wrote you great poof. Um, <laughs> that was one of the things that he, I know. That I'm not sure if I wrote it down because it made me laugh or because maybe it was <sighs> unacceptable. Oh, I think it was unacceptable yes. these days. Although, would it be unacceptable if you were writing this sketch these days to have the translations be unacceptable language? But still, even the fact that it's meant to be funny. I mean, it's not funny because it's not the right thing. It's not yeah. funny because that because the phrase necessarily is funny. I know. Although some of the most of the phrases that he came out with were funny. Yeah, so you'd want to keep to the funny and not to the yeah. insulting. Yeah. Um, Not to muddy the waters. Yes. But then it was very predictable that Terry Jones playing the tobacconist would take the phrase book trying to work out what he was trying to say back in Hungarian and get punched. Because he was obviously insulting. But Mm -hmm. then the Hungarian was taken away. Yes. Well, not immediately. No, no, we did have... No, then we have the policeman running. The policeman ran down a little bit. Was that Chapman? That was Chapman. Running for a long way. Mm -hmm. Um... Now, I didn't realise he was wearing it from a tobacconist and he was wearing a long way to this tobacconist because mm-hmm. it sounded like he was in the wrong tobacconist. Well, I, I didn't know he was necessarily running from one to another. From one to another. I, I kind of wondered, actually, if he was really running from the same one back to the same one. 
Well, but I don't think he was. I, mean, no, he was. I, think, I think you were supposed to think he was on the beat and he heard something. A punch. A, a punch yeah. and he ran so when he got, miles away. When he got there and he was pulling Cleese away, it, the, the, the line, my nipples explode with desire, said by Cleese. Yes. Uh, in such a matter-of-fact way as <laughs> it was what you that, say when you take bit, it away. That, that, bit, that made me laugh out loud, which is unusual right, for Brighton. Unusual for Brighton, yes. Unusual that, for anything. That really. bit, yes, that's true. That bit had my favourite bit of the whole sketch, which was um, one of the lines that John Cleese says is, drop your panties, sir, will you? I cannot wait till lunchtime. Mm-hmm. But he said it, and then he did this little point to Terry Jones, as if, you know, what he was saying was... Um, you know, it was not he. He, you know, I he was insulted me, by this yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was very well done. I thought. Yeah. No, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to a court scene. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, where's the um, link? Link, but the link was there. Well, but it took a while because there was the whole choir court singing joke. Yes. And then um, Alexander Yolf. Guilt for a whole lot of publishing book, and then you realised when the um, uh, accusation was being explained mm-hmm. that he was meant to be in charge of the whole mix-up with the. Um, he was. He was the publisher was of the, the publisher. Hungarian Facebook. But then now, so is that link, that connection? Do you like? You know, is that it was interesting that a slightly different type of link, rather than being a straight flow into something I, different, no, it was I, something different. But actually, it's to do with the no, same thing. No, I found that I, I prefer a flow. You like a flow. I okay. like a flow. All right then. But then the um, solicitor, barrister, whatever, mm-hmm. was um, asking him questions, and he was answering it very specifically. And then in the end, he made him say yes, and they made out as if it was the yes/no game. Yes, that's right. And the gong mm-hmm. was played, mm-hmm. which was again not. And I was just like, "Where's this going?" And then there's another joke about adjournment. To have a big fart. Yes. Um, and I just thought, nah, these are all just little jokes they're trying to cram in with no point. I mean, need a point. Well, this is any madcap humour. I know, but the the point of the court case was kind of lost. And then there's a. <laughs> I love you desperately trying to cling on to some sort of. Well, it gets worse. Okay. And then there's the judge complaining about the stock footage of people clapping. Women clapping, yes. Which was quite a, you know, reference to what was going on. And then this Abigail woman came out as a cardboard cutout column thing. And then they all were that. Well, they started doing it like it was a News of the World report of this slightly salacious uh, trial. And, you know, but it wasn't just the... I think the idea was that, you know, this was the way that tabloid papers spoke about women. Mm. Right? Now, it would be, it's, and, and counterpointing that with the ridiculous of, what if they spoke about judges like that? So, you know, it was fun-loving Mal Travers. Yeah. But I think if she had an actual role to play in the story of the court case, uh-huh. it would make sense. But they just kind of cut to a random reference to her. Okay. But then it just went into a cartoon. Uh-huh. And I've written, it feels like they didn't know how to end the sketch. Well, but again, I thought that was quite a good link. Was they had one of the pictures that they had was the judge going down some steps, like in the airport or something, with dark glasses on and this, you know, nice-looking lady with him. Uh, and then that, then the, the animation started from that picture because they were protesting against yeah. the judge, and then they moved on. And but again, it the actual so so what was the point of the court case? 
filled up two or three minutes of time. No, I meant... And it had some good jokes in it. There's not to be a point. This is Zany Madcap humour. I don't like Zany Madcap No, it's humor. trying to have a point. If it had, if it had no point... Uh-huh. I, it just, it didn't, it didn't make any sense and therefore it wasn't funny. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You don't like it when it doesn't have a point. No. But it doesn't have one point. I think it probably had two or three points. Initially the point was, here are some more jokes about the Dirty Hungarian phrase book. But then, what was the joke about it? Uh, well, there was a bit with a yes-no interlude. But that wasn't about the phrase book. No, but it was a joke that they could write. Mm. You've never sat down and started, tried to write a half-hour comedy show, Fiona. You take your gags when you can get them. Mm. But I would prefer it if they just tried to not shoehorn it back into the Hungarian thing and just made oh. it its own thing. Oh, that's interesting. Because I thought you liked the flows and the connections. But this wasn't a flow. It was just gear change and gear change and where's this going? Oh, that's a different joke. Are we going back to the original? I actually wrote they might come back to this and explain what it was all about and then that would be fine, but they never did. Okay. These boys don't play by the rules. Don't play by your rules. But it's okay. You don't have to like it. It's fine. That's acceptable. But equally, I don't have to agree with you. Mm. The animation um, became the music from 2001, thus Zarathustra, um, which then became a football and then became the beginning of World Forum, which yes. was the communist quiz, basically. Well, well what, what was that symbol? was like World in Action or something, wasn't it? Oh, I think it was meant to be like a newsy type Yeah, program. but it was that yeah. kind of thing. Mm, a news discussion. And Idol was a presenter. They had Karl Marx, Lennon. Mm-hmm. Che Guevara and Massey Tung. Mm-hmm. They had other actors. They did. And I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Well, they obviously made the most of having other actors on set for for other scenes, like the one the World War. Oh, like the Ypres 1914. Yeah. Yes, that's true. I'm not sure they were necessarily the same actors. They probably were. Probably were. I noticed that the um, pirates for all the sailors. They were in the hotel. Uh, from uh, the Black hospital. Eagle were in the hospital for yeah. overacting. Yeah. Um. But the communist quiz. The communist quiz. Well, yeah, it was kind of funny. I quite, in, I only really enjoyed the bit where Karl Marx was going on his specialist subject, mm-hmm. and he looked so delighted when he could answer the questions. And I, I love these little cheeky little guys when he was becoming more confident. That, yeah. oh, they've asked me two questions about communism. I'm good at this. And then they asked him a question about football, yeah. and he had no idea. But I like the fact he just tried to answer some communist questions anyway. Yes. At that point, yes. <laughs> So that was quite funny. Uh, that then went into uh, animation. This animation got a bit of uh, uh, a laugh out of you. Well, I, I first of all, I didn't even laugh out loud to this bit. When they took the word Molyneux mm-hmm. and put it into the other guy and he was like... Just the word I was looking for. If only Molyneux. Yeah. And and you see what they did there with the yeah, words. I, I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But just the simple gag... Of the Madonna, the Madonna and the now for a bit of fun. fun, and just doing a moving her hand over Jesus's face, and he went smiling, and then he went not, and then he went smiling, <laughs> and then he went not. So yeah, that made me laugh. Do so you enjoy blasphemy? Do you taking our Lord in vain? I think you know Jesus likes a good gag as much as the rest mm, of us. Do you? Well, enjoy your thirty pieces of silver. What? <laughs> it's a biblical reference. <laughs> <laughs> That went into uh, April 1914. Mm-hmm. Or well, the first go at April 1914. Well, my first thought is, why is there a nun in the background? I wonder. And then but you guys were more people no, in the background. I didn't notice any of the others. Oh, right. <laughs> it was only the nun that I noticed. Well, there was a nun, there was a Greek Orthodox priest, 
there was an Arab, there was a Viking, um, and there was a milkman. I think the milkman wasn't on stage to begin yeah. with. Um, and then eventually there was a spaceman as well came out. Of oh, the but back. he was around the back, so you would. Back. Yeah. Yeah, but Terry Jones was the uh, floor manager who who stopped that and said we'd come back to it later. Did you like that more because they said they were going to come back to it later? Well, I thought they were just going to deceive me. Oh. But we didn't deceive you. No. Did come back to it later. But let's go to the art room. Well, art this room three. It. But they we caught Marks and Juvera getting on, and then we went to art room. Uh huh. Uh, where they were talking about the Titian masterpiece. Uh-huh, and it became the paintings going on strike. That's a good idea, wasn't it? I did quite like the 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 guy from Hay Wayne by Constable mm-hmm. coming to say hello um, <laughs> and the figures leaving the painting to come and talk to him. I thought that was a very unique idea. concept, yes. Yeah. Um, like there we got a depiction of Jesus and God. Because that was what Terry Gilliam, Terry Gilliam was the first character who came out of the picture, mm. answered the door, and he uh, said, "Is your dad at home?" And then Jane Chapman came out. Of okay. I hadn't quite clocked that actually. Mm. Um, and then we cut to someone sawing someone in half. <laughs> that was funny. Which was no bloody link. <laughs> but then it tried to again prove our link he- respectively by the story on the radio being it, and I wasn't happy. <laughs> Um, Did you like it when I went to Sotheby's? Oh, yeah, we haven't got there yet. I don't know if I cut that out. I didn't say anything about that. Oh, was that the, when the, the statues came out in Sympathy? No, no, I'm just saying. It just seemed to... Then they never explained the sawing the lady in half. Um, it wasn't even funny. It was unnecessary. Uh, a fancy box. Well, exactly. Did they just say, we have a nice box, let's use it? Possibly. It's kind of thing that in the old days in TV Centre, they would have like in huge mm. amounts of stuff. It's like, you got a box that you sell one in half. Like, oh, yeah, we've got one of them. Here you go. But then we went back to Ypres. <laughs> Ypres? Ypres. Ypres? Is that how you decided Do you ever uh, like mispronounce something and then just stick with it and say everyone else is wrong? No. Ypres. Um, this may, I know we saw this first bit again, but the second time I thought. Is he actually playing that harmonica? I think he may have been. Eric Idle, he's probably the most musical Is of he? the Pythons, so I think he may have been. Okay. Um, and then they came out saying there was only four rations, but five of them, so someone's going to have to do themselves in. You must have liked this one, because this was a proper sketch that had almost a beginning, a middle, and almost an end. Yeah, no, this I was happy with. Okay, good. Um, but... Uh, yeah, then you had, was it Chapman was the... Chapman was the captain, captain. yes. Being blatantly caught as the person, you know, they yeah. put straws and it was always him and then he was trying to do... He had a, he did a great delivery. At one point they did scissors, paper, stone. They called it fisties. They called it fisties. Um, scissors, paper, stone. And he faced with three stones, he'd taken out of scissors. And he said, uh, scissors cut everything, don't they? And Michael Palin said, not stone. And he delivered brilliantly. I like, they're pretty good scissors. <laughs> but even before, when they just suggested the fisties, Cleese, mm-hmm. the one with no arms, yeah. he was laughing. Oh, yeah. Cleese, cor- Cleese was also corpse in as the barrister in the courtroom sketch as well. Was he? Yes. Uh, you think he would be more professional by now, but no. But we all quite enjoy that, really. Mm-hmm. And Cleese was taken away. When Wiley was given his long speech about how why sacrifice was necessary in war to the hospital for overacting. Yes. 
I quite enjoyed that link. That was quite good, yes. Oh, yes, because they took him in the ambulance and we yes. saw it drive around the streets of London, 1970. And then... Well, and then there's a doctor talking us through the uh, hospital for the overactive. And as you say, you saw in the background, and there's Panto Corner or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and then we went into Richard the Third, third Ward, yes. And I did quite like the fact that there's some people are suffering terribly badly, and then this person is, is on the way to recovery, mm-hmm. and he just said his nine slight. As if it was a, a horse, a horse making for a horse. Yes, yes. just... Um, so he did that quite well. Then we had an animation that started with two Hamlets uh, overacting, um, then became... Uh, I called this weird cutting. A bomb being dropped on a town, which turned into a bunch of flowers, which then became the titles for Flower Arranging. Yes. Which this week featured... Uh, was Gumby. It, was a DP Gumby, Michael Palin, doing the Flower Arranging. And he's just stuffing flowers in a vase. And hammering them down. Yes. I don't think that was very funny. Okay. Uh, that then led into, well, we cut from him stuffing the flowers in a vase to Terry Jones stuffing a chicken, chicken in a cafe, when down from the ceiling... Unnecessarily so. <laughs> ...floated Eric Idle and Graham Jackman as his wife. I think they just fancied a bit of... Um, a pepper pot off is what this was. No, no, but the coming down from the ceiling, they All just right. fancied the harnesses. Oh, we'll have them again, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes... I mean, I do kind of recall spam, spam, spam eggs, chips, and spam, mm-hmm. but there are no eggs and all. That. I kind of there's nostalgic memories of this sketch, but um, what I think is- I did notice why the hell are there Vikings in here? So I was glad that was explained. Was it explained, or did they just shoehorn in the Vikings? That bit at the end when Michael Palin was the historian talking about the Vikings attacking cafes. But even just the Vikings ending up singing spam and being spam fans. <laughs> but isn't that just good enough? Well, it was, well yes. I, anyway, I was happy. Just be but, but isn't it interesting? And, and I'm not, this is not a criticism of your film, but isn't it interesting that one thing that can, you could easily have said, they just shoehorned in those Vikings. There's nothing to do with actual Vikings there. There was no real proper link. They just shoehorned it in. But you seem to quite you seem yeah. to accept for that. I'm so there's a way they can do it that that pleases you, yeah. and a way they can do it that doesn't. It really doesn't. Really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But I did quite like Terry Jones as a spam lady. Yes. And they the shrieking was quite good. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I enjoyed the Hungarian pitching up. Yes, he turned up in the last few minutes. And told Terry Jones he had wonderful bosoms or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and got into trouble for it. Um, and the Palin with the historian uh-huh. explaining the Vikings. So yes, I, I enjoyed all of that. Well, what I think is interesting is spam is one of these things that becomes a staple. Monty Python, dead parrot, spam. Can it, yeah, it's in spam a lot. It's spam a lot. It's, yeah. it's what they call, what Eric Idle called the musical of uh, of something about King Arthur. I don't know what that could refer to, but that's it. You know, spam never comes back again. Really. It's yeah. just famous from that. Three minutes at the end of one episode mm. in December 1970. But yet, that but they're not known as the you know communist quiz people. No. They're not known as the uh, paintings on strike people. They're known as the spam people. Interesting. Interesting what catches the imagination. Yeah. We are actually watching this on the 50th anniversary of the first broadcast of this episode. So that's how much we've messed about. Because we started this on the 50th anniversary of the first episode. 
Um, and we're almost watching it in real time. And now time. we're back in real time again. When we've really been way ahead, really. I know, I've let you down. Well, it's, it's, I didn't. I could have forced you. Although if, I would never force you. I could have forced you. Well, this is the impact of COVID. We had loads more time, and we didn't use it to talk about Monty Python. Yes, that'll be my eternal regret. This is the most disruption we've encountered. We've done well. All right. I don't think it was... I think, to be honest with you, COVID sparked us back into it rather than stopped right. it happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so there we go. That was uh, Spam. Is that what it's called? To That's, well, uh, as much as any of them have titles, this one is called Spam. Okay. So, uh, do you have anything more? Oh, well, let's do... We didn't Who do this last time. Did we not? Yes, we didn't do this last time. No. Uh, right. So... Uh, John Cleese, he was the Hungarian. Oh, Hungarian. He was the barrister. Hungarian. He was the padre with no arms. Hungarian. He was the auctioneer at Sotheby's. Hungarian. And he was the Hungarian again. Hungarian. Hungarian. I think you're probably right. That probably was his best mm-hmm. performance in this episode. Uh, Graham Chapman was the policeman in two sketches. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the fact they were linked together. Um, he was also the captain in Ypres 1914. Mm. He was God in the Paintings on a Strike. Um, he was the doctor in the hospital for overacting. And he was the wife in uh, the Spam. Well, wife in Spam. Wife in Spam. I but think possibly the captain, the captain, the captain yeah. was good. Uh, and, and somebody who I think kind of can get a bit lost, Chapman. Mm. And often doesn't seem to have as many parts as, as others. But, mm. yeah, anyway. Uh, Terry Gilliam had three, possibly four. I'm not sure if he was actually Che Guevara or not. But he definitely was. Is it Ypres? He was in Ypres. He was Kipper. Kipper. <laughs> he was Jesus in the painting hey. of Strike. Uh, and he was, there was something else that he was. What was I can't remember now. I haven't got it written down now. Was it, was he in the court? No. No. Oh well, anyway. Anyway, out of those two then, if we're not counting Che Guevara, uh, Kipper and Jesus. He was good as Jesus, I thought. Yeah, no, he had a good speaking part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Eric Idle was the prosecuting counsel. He was the host of World Forum. He was Jenkins in Ypres 1914. Quite a straight role there. He was one of the art critics. Um, he was the not-so-overacting Richard III. And he was the husband in the spam sketch. In it a lot, but not actually very many so standout go, parts. Yeah, go through them again. Uh, the prosecuting counsel in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. The host of Communist Quiz. Jenkins in Ypres 1914. Probably the host of Communist Quiz. Oh, I think the husband in the spam Mm. Sketch maybe, but he was very good as both. Really, the prosecuting counsel, the host, and Jenkins were all pretty straight mm. roles for him. Terry Jones was the tobacconist, mm-hmm. was the judge, was Karl Marx. I think Karl Marx was the floor manager. Was the man from Constables of Haywain, and was the lady in the cafe in well, the spam. sketch. Mm. I think somewhere between the tobacconist was good as well. So was Karl Marx. So was the man from the hayway. <gasps> Terry Jones is back on top. I think Karl Marx. Okay. No, I did like the spam lady. Yeah. Did you notice, uh, it's interesting because Graham Chapman's 
um, wife in the spam sketch was the usual rat bag pepper pot. Yeah. Particularly the hair, etc. But Terry Jones's hair was very quaffed. Wasn't it was. It? it was lush. It was a proper wig, a good wig. Mm. Um, and Michael Palin was the fireman who wasn't very good. He was quite funny. It was the very first thing that we saw in the tobacconist before the Hungarian came. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was the publisher of the Hungarian. Uh, I quite like that. Yeah. Um, he was Sarge in Ypres. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the art critics. He was the overacting which of the third. He was Gumby Flower arranging. And he was the historian at the end. A lot of parts for not really making a lot of impact. Well, I thought his Gumby was good, but we've just seen it before. Yeah, but he is good at them. He is good at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did like him in the court case being the accused. I, well, see, I, maybe I wanted more from him. Because mm. I wanted a real slippery, peeling-y character Aye. that we didn't really get. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't in the sketch, so... That's not his fault. Um, so, uh, who was the best out of all? It's Terry Jones again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's Terry Jones. That comes Spirit on. of Python. Um, so, is there anything more nope. to be said? If there's nothing more to be said, then all that remains to be said is join us again the next time that we introduce the Python of the Misses. Bye!